Listener Production. A cautious start to a massive week for investors. Lithium miners were under a lot of pressure today. Find out why. Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Monday, the 24th of July. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Hello, Laura. Hello, Stevie. Good to be back together again. It's always good to be back together. The dream team. The dream team. Hashtag dream team. (laughs) Please no. Maybe not. Okay. (laughs) We'll look at it. We had a pretty big week last week. This week might arguably be even bigger. I think it is. Yeah, probably. Before we get to some of those, because there's a lot of moving parts that could actually move markets this week. Today, we had a bit of a roller coaster ride, but Definitely. really just a slight pullback at the end of the session. Yeah, exactly right. Well, we started the day up by about a quarter of a percent, ended the day down by about a tenth of one percent, quite a lot of volatility and choppy trading in between. So not such a good day. We're down eight points, so not very much, but still mm. not as good as lifting, of course, and we ended at 7,306 points. So there was definitely some caution in our markets ahead of those key economic updates coming up later this week. Yeah, and we finished at the worst levels of the day as well. So an intraday low. Markets absolutely cautious, as you point out, because there are so many things that could actually happen this week. Inflation Wednesday will be the big one. Locally, yeah. Locally, retail trade over in Australia as well on Friday, both key for what happens to rate hikes. We've got Many central banks, three of the big ones, are holding meetings in the tail end of this week. Quarterly results, the start of the profit, the start of the earnings season in Australia as well, Mm -hmm. unofficially with Mm -hmm. Rio Tinto in a couple of days telling us how it's done over the past six months. And you're right, the earnings season in the US is going to be a pretty big one as well. Lots of big companies reporting this week. Lots of big ones. What have we got? Amazon, Meta, Alphabet, which is Google's parent company and Microsoft. Exactly. So... How do we do today overall, though, across the different sectors? Well, seven of the 11 sectors improved. The energy sector was the standout by far today, and coal stocks within that energy space did well as well. So we saw the likes of Woodside, Santos, and Whitehaven Coal all improving quite nicely. We saw real estate showing a nice improvement too, but it wasn't a good day for miners overall, though. The materials sector falling 1.4%, with some of the biggest miners, BHP, Rio, Fortescue, they were all down around 1.5%, but lithium miners were under quite a lot of pressure today. Yeah, and you're right in that energy stocks were easily the best. They were really the only standouts if we look at the whole market. It was quite underwhelming for most other sectors and energy. The fact that oil prices have improved for four straight weeks, I think made a really pretty big difference. But you pointed out lithium, and I think that's a good place to start as far as stocks go. Core lithium. Well, it's hard to miss that one, down around 17.5%. Easily the worst performer. It actually hit a the lowest level since March last year. Worst day in over a year. Six straight trading days of losses as well. And the reason... It came out with an update, and one thing which received attention was that it warned of lower-than-expected lithium sales for the next couple of years. So they've cut guidance, and that seems to have rattled markets a bit. Core lithium fell, but it also seemed to impact many other lithium producers as well. Yeah, exactly right. And to that point, we don't usually hear from companies telling us what they expect in a couple of years' time. So this was a bit of a niche situation, saying in 2025 they expect production to be even lower. So that's why we saw its share price tumble so much. Orkham was another one. Its shares didn't do too well either in the lithium space. Its shares were down 5.5%, not quite as much as core, but still quite significant. The company provided an update today in relation to its 
$10 billion US dollar merger with US-based company Livent. That was initially announced back in May with the merger expected to create the world's third largest lithium giant. The announcement today basically said that they're following the necessary steps and they're still on track to complete the merger by the end of this calendar year. But again, its share price falling was likely due to all the other lithium miners being under pressure today. And we'll be hearing from another lithium miner today as well, Pilbara, which is expected to release after the close of the market at some point this evening. So We'll see how its stock responds to that tomorrow. Of course, it also had a pretty rough session falling in the order of 6% today. But also South 32 was another stock in focus. This is the miner that used to be part of BHP a number of years ago and then split back in 2015 into a separate company. S32 is the code. It released a quarterly result. Overall, a strong fourth quarter. Production of most of its commodities doing reasonably well and it cut the value of its proposed US projects by 1.3 billion US dollars, warning of things like higher cost, cement, steel, energy, and it's pushing up the cost of developing that project. So overall, <laughs> South 32 is still down about two and a half percent. Sorry, I'm just giggling at the fact that you said cucumbers earlier when you tried to say cement. I was writing notes and instead <laughs> of writing cement, I wrote cucumber. So energy, steel and cucumber prices <laughs> and cost have been on the way up. Cucumbers actually are quite expensive these they days, are, but um, aren't they? anyway. But they're so refreshing and tasty. They are. Anyway, share market news. <laughs> there yes. was an update today regarding the proposed merger between ANZ and Suncorp Bank. The Competition Commission raised concerns about ANZ acquiring Suncorp Bank, potentially affecting competition and not giving other companies a slice of the cake, so to say. <laughs> and they also wanted to make sure that the public benefits outweigh the negative sides of the deal. So this has been in talks for quite a while. Today, the ACCC requested some even more time to review the situation. This is the second time they've extended this. The request was lodged back in December 2022, in fact. So these things definitely do take some time. Yes, the review period was meant to end this Friday. They want an additional week, so till the 4th, 4th of, of August. August. So yeah. we'll see what comes out of that. Elsewhere, Telix Pharmaceuticals was on the other end of the spectrum. A winner, 7.7% higher, the best mm -hmm. performer now, keep in mind, it fell 14% last Thursday, where it was an underperformer. It had the worst day in roughly 10 months, and that was following some financial results from the medical group. So, Even uh, though the res results were quite strong. Yeah, well, the markets didn't respond well to it at all. It is a stock that's been quite volatile and has had some very strong performances in prior months, which might have played a part. But again, rebounding strongly, but of course, in context, that you know, only the last halfway. week wasn't great. Yep. Yeah, only about halfway back to where it was. InvoCare was something that I remembered about today. I just wanted to quickly check on the progress about that. And still, there was no news. So if you remember, InvoCare is trying to be taken over by a private equity firm, TPG Global. Still no updates. The last time they released was an update was last Tuesday. The due diligence period ended on Monday. On Tuesday, they said they still hadn't come to any sort of conclusion. It's now another week later. They didn't extend the due diligence period, but we still haven't heard anything. So that's definitely one to keep our eyes on. We saw InvoCare shares ending flat today. Yeah, so it's had a, a, an interesting ride and we'll wait and see if they can finally agree on something or if that due diligence period is going to end up with nothing. But let's look forward to the rest of the week and just a couple of things to keep an eye on perhaps starting Just with tomorrow firstly we've got Newcrest mining out with a quarterly update uh, it's really the second half of the week that's probably going to be a bit more interesting with most of the stuff out but um tomorrow night we've got 
Microsoft Alphabet out with earnings, but that's going to be Tuesday night. What else will you be on the lookout for, do you reckon, in the, the tail end of this week? What should investors expect? Well, definitely inflation data coming out on Wednesday here in Australia, which we talked about briefly at the beginning. This is really the last major piece of the puzzle. Of course, we do have retail spending at the end of the week on Friday, but this is the last big one. And I guess if this does come out hotter than expected, it could be bad news because the RBA could get worried and they could allude to further rate hikes ahead. Yeah, so some of the numbers to look out for. So usually with inflation, there are a number of different numbers we can pay attention to, but there's the headline number, which kind of includes most stuff. And then you've got core, which strips out some of those things that are the most volatile. So with headline inflation, the expectation is that prices could go from 7% down to 6.2%. And for core inflation, which is what central banks like the Reserve Bank pay extra attention to, that's expected to drop as well from 66 down to 6.1. So the higher we are above that for both, the worse it's going to be. The smaller the number, you'd expect a pretty decent, uh, potentially a decent rally in the, in the, uh, on Thursday and Friday. Exactly right. Because of course the target range is two to 3%. So we're still way above that. There's still plenty of work to be done. But as we know, monetary policy operates at a lag. So we're still trying to see the effect of all the rate hikes that we've already had. Yeah. And just bringing up market expectations for an interest rate hike, the next meeting is going to be the 1st of August. So next Tuesday. And of course, as I'm bringing this up, my computer has frozen, which it seems to do all the time when something important is happening. It's about a 46% chance that we're we're going to get a small rate 46. hike. There yep. you go. See, that's yep. why we're a team, Laura. This is why we're a team. My computer it. dies, yours is working, and so is your brain. <laughs> no, I checked it earlier this morning. So yep. it's roughly around the, yeah, roughly nice. around 46% so 50, chance. 50-50 basically. We'll yeah, and essentially. That's but a different story in the US though, where that's basically yep. priced. You know, that's about a 96% chance that there's going to be a rate hike, almost definite. So that'll be in their meeting next week. Again, they do have a two-day meeting. This week. This week. This week, Thursday morning. We're going to actually find out. I know it's so exciting. I know. It's Um, actually (laughs) starting tomorrow, their their meeting, not next week. Their meeting starts tomorrow and the decision will come by Wednesday night, our time locally. It's hard to believe there can be so much fun in (sighs) just a matter of days. But The week has flew by so quickly that I didn't realise we're in a new week. (laughs) Exactly right. So Thursday morning, first thing, that's when markets are expecting a small rate hike of a quarter of a percent over in the U.S., then in Europe, Europe that night, Thursday night, then in Japan on Friday, which might be a bit more of a non-event because they've got rates pretty much still at zero. Exactly. And they're not expecting to see a rate hike, but the ECB, European Central Bank, is expecting to hike by 25 basis points as well as the US. Yeah. And we'll get to some of the other stuff later on in the week, but basically we're at a time now where we're going to get many more companies coming out with quarterly updates, the likes of Fortescue, for example, later this week. And then, as I said, Rio Tinto is going to unofficially kick off the Aussie profit reporting season. But it's really in August, especially the second half, where things get super busy. Things are definitely about to ramp up. We thought it was hot in here already. It's getting even hotter. Yeah. (laughs) Spot on. All right. Well, I think that uh, wraps it up for Monday. I think that's enough. Yeah. Let's see how we do in, uh, in coming sessions. And make sure you come along for the ride with us. It's going to be a fun week. See you tomorrow.
This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.